You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 364. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 364. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, my love. How are you this morning? Hello, Gaza. This evening? <laughs> and Our we're horrible all, already accent. offensive. Offensive. Already <laughs> offending all of the English people listening. I know. I know. <laughs> so how are you today? I'm really good. Yeah? Me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the, we are recording this the day after the shit show first <laughs> debate. Wow. So we've been kind of reeling from that. Hard to watch. I, we we started with the first question, and I was like, "Honey, I can't, I cannot do this. There's not enough whiskey or weed to get me through this." It, it reminded episode. me of a. It reminded me of a joke. Yeah. You have to say knock knock. Okay, knock knock. Who's there? I don't have anything to say. That's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> Wow, I did that perfectly. And I you did. did. You didn't even see it coming. <laughs> I was kind of like, wait a minute. Isn't that then going to be my joke? Um, and I'm not prepared at all. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Well, that's actually a perfect segue. Uh, is it? Into, it is. And we didn't even calculate it. We are going to be talking today about what the fuck to say when you don't know what to say. And this is really exciting because I went to the audience and I asked them in our After Hours community over on Facebook. Yeah. I asked them, what are the specific instances or when are those specific instances that you don't know how to respond? Like mm. you, you don't actually have the wording and you would love a script. Like just tell me what I can say in these sorts of situations. So I am going That's to great. read through all of the, all of the various scenarios that I got from you listening, from the pod people. That's great. And give very specific ways that you can phrase things up. Now there's likely going to be things that are similar that you've gone through. So what I want everybody to do before we even jump in is to make sure you have a pen and paper. Okay. Because you are going to want to write down these specific phrases. And we'll get more into all of that. But make sure that you've got that. This is going to be one of those that you can't just consume. You're going to want to have these in your back pocket. And we'll mm. talk more about it. But Or have it where you can go back and write these down because I don't have pen and paper either so well what is wrong with you <laughs> I was not prepared don't you know I, I don't pay prepared. good money for you <laughs> don't you know you pay great money for me <laughs> so well let's segue now into a little bit of a lighter topic yeah this one's a, this one's kind of fun I, this one's very light actually okay uh, this is a segment that we like to call 
Would you rather? And today's would you rather is, <laughs> would you rather get a job as a professional koala bear cuddler? Yes. Or a professional dog surf instructor? Okay, for sure it's the cuddle. Cuddle, cuddle it up? Yes. Okay, yeah. dog surf instructor? Mm-hmm. First of all, that Im- implies that I know how to surf to begin well, with. Well, you would obviously have to get certified for it but it also implies that i'm comfortable you have to get certified to cuddle koalas i'm sure they're angry little bastards sometimes (laughs) (laughs) koalas or pandas koala both actually okay but koalas are not friendly they look like they'd be really cuddly but yeah unless they're tame but it seems as though they need cuddles yes so especially when they're orphaned oh i know that that was heartbreaking when all of the Australian fires were going oh on. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There I can't. was one video that just still scars my my eyes. I know. I can't. Oh, I can't. Horrible. La 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 so, I don't want to. I would much rather, cut, rather cuddle them. Um, I think, for me personally, if I was a professional dog surf instructor, it would mean I'd lived by the ocean. So I think I'll go with that one. I will take the forest over the ocean any damn day. Mm. And I just don't like. I don't like the beach that much. And I really, really don't like the ocean. It well, scares me. Well, cuddling is for you then. Exactly. It's a landslide for me <laughs> on that one. Because although- It's a lazy job. I- <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's perfect. Right. So if you're an athletic, outgoing, sporty, sporty, sporty person, then- Professional dog surf I guess instructor it's might sporty, be your game. Right? I said sportsy. <laughs> sportsy. You don't even know how to say it. <laughs> the other how, day I was that's like, how sporty you are. You have married an indoor girl. <laughs> I and this I know. I love my idea of like communing with nature is opening our our French doors so that we can see the outside. That is communing with nature for you. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Or if a butterfly lands outside, that's pretty much. I do love that. I do love. There that. There was one out today. You would have loved it. They've they've been out lately, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. super exciting. And uh, so we want to hear what you would rather. So you're you're picking the surf. Are you picking that just so that we have two different answers? No. You maybe. Yeah, because really. I feel like you'd be no. up in the cuddles. I would. I would definitely love it, but I wouldn't want that as a job. I don't like just laying there. But eight uh, hours of laying around. Also, cuddling? if. No. If you, oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and then you get to get into bed. Like, it's just, I, I, I need more activity. But that also implies, if you're a surf instructor, that you also have dog training ability. That's true. So there's a lot that's happening there. A lot happening. For that skill set to happening. work. That's right. And also, and it's probably really high paying because if anyone can, has Afford. the disposable income enough to teach their dog how to surf. Yeah. That's got to be lucrative. Yeah. You're, that's not a discount I imagine service. that the amount of people that would be interested in that is very low, though. Yeah. Like, how many people want their dogs to surf? Right, because... But how it... many koalas are there that need cuddling? <laughs> Probably similar. About the same. Who am I to... Maybe, maybe a very similar number. Who am I to abandon them in their time of need? <laughs> I definitely pick koalas. So Let we would love to hear... Begin. Uh, which you would rather, and we talk about this every single Monday over in our After Hours community. After Hours. 
which is our private Facebook group. We would love to have you come hang out and share your reasoning behind what you would choose for this week's Would You Rather. So go over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That redirects you right over to our little corner of Facebook. It's an awesome community. Everyone is so sweet and supportive. I do bonus trainings every month where you can get specific questions answered. We do a warm, fuzzy Wednesday. You can get support and camaraderie any 24-7 basically. So uh, and it's I run a tight ship so nobody's like selling their shit or promoting their their protein powder or whatever they're trying to sell. I mean I crack crack the whip on that. But everybody's really respectful. So tightest ship in the ship business. That's right. So come 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 hang out. All right. You ready to talk about what the fuck to say when you don't have any idea. When you just I would love to don't have a clue. Well let me ask you too before we go in. Okay. Do you have think about this as we're as we're processing? Okay. Do you ever have situations where you're kind of floored of what to say, or I don't know kind of how to approach this with maybe a client or somebody random at work or at mm. the grocery store or all sorts of different situations? You you seem to speak up pretty well. Pretty much all the time. It's I do it for work, so it kind of yeah comes you know it's it's become natural I guess yeah. Uh, but I'll think about it. Okay, so think about it. See if there's anything. So here's what I want everybody to do. I want you to think about where this applies to you because the chances are that some of these scripts that I give to you, you'll be able to kind of tweak the language and suit it to fit. The, the, your specific issues of when you don't know what to say. And there are situations now, I think, more than ever, especially as we're going into holidays here coming pretty soon, where there may be a situation where you are around people who don't have the same political beliefs or religious beliefs or thoughts likely. about, I'm not the biggest fan of Thanksgiving to begin with because of what it symbolizes to me. Mm-hmm. So there are a a bunch of different things that I think we are going to be presented with. And to have sort of a vernacular or some scripts could be very, very useful for you. That's amazing. So what That'd I want you useful. to do is pay attention to which ones of these suit you. I want you to write them out. And then I want you to rehearse them. That is going to be the key. Because right now, your gut response is to be quiet, is to have deer in the headlights look, you know, look to you. We're caught off guard. One of the best ways to go about that is to have these uh, sort of an arsenal of retorts and responses that feel aligned with you in your back pocket, but you have to rehearse them so that they're the thing that kind of comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And you a little pocketbook, yeah. a little like purse book that you put in your in your purse and then when these situations come right excuse me just a second grab your little book flip it out and just read it yeah (laughs) that's great which will actually (laughs) this is largely what my book is going to be about i know i didn't want to mention anything because i didn't know if i should but yeah the book i've been working on for like fucking eight years yeah that one yeah that one i can't talk i've got a book i mean it's taken me forever to write too yeah so anyway i digress so what i'm going to do is go through these various scenarios and give you options for what you can say in these different situations. Maybe one of them will get me ignited and give me some ideas. Okay. 
So one of the audience members mentioned when my mom is being extra critical because she feels insecure. She even criticized my dentist yesterday. Now she criticized the dentist. Her dentist, like, say basically telling her, "You, why are you going to that dentist?" and like being critical. Okay. Okay. So let me give you a little slight background on criticism in interpersonal relationships. Many times it is because there is a need that's not getting met. So mm. for example, if you are hyper critical of how much your partner works, it's probably not about the work. What it's about is I don't feel seen. I don't feel important. That's what you really need to say mm. and advocate for. But we don't say that. We go, I can't believe you're going to the office again. You work nonstop. You cri it's criti criticize, criticize, criticize. Right. Instead of what you really need to say, which is the root issue of how you are feeling. That symbolizes to me that I don't matter or that you don't care enough about our relationship, that kind of a thing. Got so okay. this is tricky because this listener is assuming that her mom is being insecure. We don't know that. Mm. We don't know that for sure. But what you can say in a situation like that, something to the effect of who I choose to see as a dentist is not up for debate. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's, that's great. Whenever anybody tells you you shouldn't be doing something what you're doing or you're making a bad choice, you can always assume positive intent from them mm -hmm. that they're doing it from a place of genuine care for you, but that it's not a concern of yours. You can always very simply say that. Yeah. I'm sure that you have my best interest in, at heart. I feel very confident with this decision. Or I'm not about to change my mind on this decision. Okay. I truly hope you can respect that. Yeah, that's good. Very easy. That is an easy one. We don't know if it's really about her insecurity. Now, if it is, and that's what you speculate, then you can have a deeper conversation with her later if you choose to. And say, it. here's what I'm making up. It seems as though there are times when you may be feeling a bit insecure and it comes out as harsh, critical comments about me and how I'm living my life. Am I making that up? Or what are your thoughts? Sometimes those people in our life don't have the capacity to have a deep, thoughtful conversation like that. Yeah, they don't even know themselves, yeah. So you can also say things like, I would really appreciate it if you would keep all of your critiques to yourself because I feel very, very content and confident with my decision. You That's know, where one. you just say, I understand that you may not see it that way, but I would appreciate it if you would if you would skip the critiques. Something just like write that. write that on your hand. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, and there, there are times when... Or when, on theirs. Yeah, write it on their hands. <laughs> yeah. Skip the critiques. All right. So another listener wrote, this is when I need to speak up, is when I'm feeling intimidated or backed into a corner. So mm. one thing that I want you to know is you can always excuse yourself from any conversation if you feel as though you are being attacked in any way. So one of the things that you can say is, I am more than happy to discuss X, Y, or Z, but not if you're speaking to me in that manner. Mm-hmm. 
This goes for people who are raising their voice, who are being accusational, calling names, getting all heated. That is when you can say, I'm happy to converse about this, but not if you're speaking to me with that tone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's unacceptable. I understand that we're on different sides of the fence or you have a different perspective. I'm more than happy to hear you out, but not if it continues at this level. I just had a conversation with a client like that. You did? Yeah. They were. Do tell. Well, I don't know if I should go into detail, but they were complaining about the political atmosphere. Yep. And I didn't agree with what he was saying. And he was, it's not that I didn't agree. I just gave counterpoints that he didn't really like. Yep. And I did it in a very, you know, yeah, you're professional always so way. So diplomatic. But he didn't like it. And it, it just started escalating. Yep. Right. And I said, you know, I'd love to continue this conversation, but it just seems like it's escalating It's and we're not getting anywhere. So I would rather focus on your healing. Perfect. And it just kind of brought it right back down. Yeah. Great. That is, that's a great example. Um, and we'll use that as it, when we continue on. You okay. Know, you didn't even realize. Mm, but that's a perfect way to say I don't agree, but we certainly don't have to keep going on about right. it. Yeah. How are your kids? And you actually <laughs> change the topic. So oh, it doesn't yeah. you it doesn't have to be about, you know, like a client, like a service situation. Sure. You know, you obviously had the topic at hand because you're providing a service. Right. But it you can change the topic with anybody. And that's one of my absolute favorite ways to say I don't agree with you. That whole mantra that I use all the time, which is do not allow your silence to make you a liar. So speaking up does not necessarily have to mean you get involved in this big conversation. You can say, I don't agree. I respect that that's your opinion. I don't share that opinion. We certainly don't need to get into it, but I would love to hear how your job is going. Or I'd much rather talk about how your toddler is mm -hmm. or whatever else you want to shift the conversation around. And that could be said for this particular listener when she says, I'm feeling intimidated or backed into a corner. That can also be something where you say, where you claim that and you say, I'm feeling a sense of intimidation here and I'm not fully comfortable with that. I'm going to politely excuse myself from this conversation. Right. Or simply I'm not comfortable with the direction that this conversation is taking, so I would like us to switch topics. I hope you can understand. I hope you can respect that. That's great. All right? So yeah. keep paying attention, y'all. Which ones of these do you feel like you could say? And one thing that I think about all the time, and I was talking about this with some of my students in Deep Down and Dirty, when we have this gut instinct disproportionately for women, to apologize and to be quiet and to not speak up, to not be vocal. I love to ask myself, what would a man say in this situation? <laughs> what would a man say? Right. I think about this when I get all sorts of solicitations, when people want to be on the show, want to be on the podcast. I'm like, we clearly don't have guests. Do a, the bare minimum of research right. before you pitch me. <laughs> and I think about... How would a man respond to those? Because my instinct in the past had been 
to say, oh, I'm so sorry, my podcast doesn't the the format doesn't involve guests, right? And I and smiley face and EXO and all these things to make it soft, right? And then I think a man, a, the average man, is not going to be so overly concerned with saying no to somebody who did no research to even pitch you accurately. Right. So I started responding with. Our show's format doesn't currently involve guests, so it's a no at this time. Take care. Goodbye. You know, without all the emojis that I felt like I had to do in the past. The extra and energy. That's yeah, right. right. And it, to feel as though I need to caretake for someone's emotions. Mm -hmm. And one of my students was saying that shifted my perspective so much in how I communicated. That's great. And, <laughs> you know, I don't mean to make it gendered, but I do think that there are it, it really is an extra level. It's an extra layer as women. Like we're not – the minute you do that, you're shrill. You are too aggressive. You're being a bitch. And it's like, no, I'm being assertive. Right. All right? Right, right. Okay, so next one. When someone says something I strongly disagree with, I don't want to stay silent, but at the same time don't want to appear defensive or get all upset. And then another gal chimed in and said, I am the same way. I hate when I stay silent, but I don't want to get emotional or argue and lose my shit. Okay, so this... That's a big one. This is a huge one. Yeah. This has everything to do with your awareness around your own emotional intelligence, okay? Okay. This is about, can I converse about this particular topic level-headed? And that's a whole completely different podcast. Um, but this depends highly on what the topic is and if you want to engage in a thoughtful, full conversation or not. Sometimes it's not about getting into that whole conversation like I was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I think we we misconstrue about being vocal, about speaking up, that if I raise opposition – that now I'm going to have to have this full-on debate about my perspective. You don't. You can very simply state, I, I find that comment offensive. I'm going to politely excuse myself from this conversation. I don't share that opinion. I respect that that's yours, but I certainly don't carry the same. Or I certainly don't agree, but we surely don't need to get into that right now. That's a great And one. if they keep going like, oh, well, I would love to hear more. You know what? I'm not in a space right now where I feel comfortable having that conversation. I hope you can respect that. You don't have to be bullied into a conversation. Sure. I, I, you know, the other part of that, the perspective I come from is they're sharing their opinion. Right. Right. Why do you feel like you're infringing by saying, I don't want to hear it? Right. Right. They didn't ask, do you want to hear my opinion? Here it is. Right. Right. They just said, here, blah. Yes. Right? They just kind of threw it at you. Yes. You don't have to take that. Exactly. Right? You exactly. get to say, no, I'm really not involved in this conversation. I don't want to be involved. Boom. Yes. Right? Instead of taking it on and saying, well, how do I, you know, racket that back to you? Right. You know, you don't have to play tennis with them. That's right. Yeah. The other thing I want to say about this, I don't want to appear defensive or get all upset that she wrote here. There are certain things right now. It is okay to be defensive. Okay? Okay. It is okay 
to be upset or emotionally invested in things that you find morally unconscionable. And there are a shit ton of those things happening right now. And you are allowed to show emotion about that. And you can even say, I feel extremely uh, strongly about that or I disagree with you wholeheartedly, but I am not in a space where I want to get into it. You know, like you're allowed to be defensive. That's okay, right? Yep. But we also have to recognize what will or will not yield a successful conversation. So if you are not in a position where you can legitimately hear somebody else's perspective and stance on something, don't open it up because it'll be futile. It'll be futile. You have to be skilled at, and this has taken me many years and I'm still not. I'm still working on it to be completely calm when discussing things that I feel so incredibly passionate about. Absolutely. And I've started learning that you're brilliant at it. You're really, Am really I? good at it. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. To just stay calm, stay level headed. And I'm most of the time like that. You are. You're <laughs> yeah. pretty much pretty I'm chill pretty, all I'm the time. Mellow. All right. So hopefully there's some good ones here. Okay. So another gal chimed in and said, with my with planning my wedding. Everyone has their opinions and wants, and I have no idea how to tell people it's not what I want. I just get quiet and complain later. Hmm. Okay. So one of the easiest things to – well, first let me say, in the grand scheme of your life, you are going to want to look back at your wedding and be so glad you did what you wanted to do. Yeah. That is very You're true. not going to be like, I'm so glad that my partner's mother-in-law or mother really wanted this and I caved to it and I still have all this resentment or so-and-so's aunt or whatever else it might be. In the grand scheme of things, you want to look back and think, this is what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you say? The first thing that you can do is buy yourself some time and to say, to use gratitude. So to say, thank you so much for sharing that with me or, oh, I really appreciate you sharing your opinions or your perspective. I'm still, I'm still mulling over exactly what I want to do. Right? Like just buy yourself some time and then using gratitude. Also, Assuming positive intent. I'm sure it's your intention to help or to give me ideas. I am pretty sure I'm not going to go in that direction. I truly hope you can respect that, right? Those are my favorite additions at the end. I truly hope you can understand. I truly hope you can respect it. Right. So, but assuming that they're trying to help, assuming that positive intent or assuming that they, that it's coming from a good place can be a really soft way to say, I'm sure it's not your intention to force your ideas on me. I'm sure that's not where you're coming from. But I'm really working on acknowledging what I want for this day. And so I'm going to focus on these type of flowers. Or I've chosen this type of a music or this type of a DJ or whatever. What's the original comment again? With planning my wedding, everyone has their opinions and wants. And I have no idea how to tell people it's not what I want. I just get quiet and complain later. Mm. Yeah, it seems like you could have a blanket statement of, I'll be making those decisions. I appreciate your input. Right, right. You know, just 
thank you for your input, but I'm definitely leaning in a different direction. You don't even have to say that, right? right. Like, who cares? Right. I, I'm just saying, if it was me, I would say, I appreciate the input. I'll make those decisions. Yeah. You know, you don't have to what say. What would a man say? You don't have to say, <laughs> well, what I'm thinking is, well, I'm going to do this instead of that. You don't even have to explain that. It depends on who it is. That's true. If it's your mother-in-law or something like that, I mean. I think it depends who yeah. it is. And I also really do think it depends if they're financially invested. Uh, that makes so it, it gets, that's, that gets really gets fucking money, right? sticky yeah. because there's there's a leg they can stand on of, well, I'm paying for this, so I should have a say. Ooh. Right? You know what I'd say to that, right? I'd be like, keep your fucking money. I'd be like, if you want to give me the money, great. But right. I'll be making the decisions for my day. Yes. Right? Exactly. That's how I would say it. <laughs> and so that's your decision. You either want me to have the day that I choose. Right. That's a great Or you that. want to live vicariously through my wedding. <laughs> Passive aggressive, but okay. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say that. But yeah, that that's where it gets tricky. I'm going to assume that, that people are not financially invested. I feel like a majority of people are paying for their own weddings these days. Right. You know, I think a lot of people when it comes to that, they're, they're just trying to be helpful. Right. They're just like, ooh, you know what a good idea would be? And they just throw it out there. And sometimes it's helpful. Right. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I never really thought about that. Maybe I will think about doing that. So. Yeah. Sometimes it absolutely can be. Um, another thing that you can say is if I change my mind, you'll be the first person that I let. There know. you go. That's great. I like that. That way it's like it's done. <laughs> it's decided. <laughs> but if I change my mind, you'll be the first to know. It also uh, puts the ball back in your court. Like, okay, I heard you. Now, if I have anything else, I'll come to you. Right. Right. But I think with what she said here of that's not what I want, mm. you can just say that. Like you were saying, you can just say, that's actually not something that I want for the wedding. Yeah. Done. Fair. Yes. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Easy. And, and anybody on the other side of that conversation should go, oh, you know what? You're right. It's her day. Let her make the decisions. That's right. The... Or you can day, also whatever. say what your intention is or is not. So you can say, it's certainly not my intention to dismiss your ideas, but yeah. that's not something that I'm desiring for my wedding. Right. Done. There you go. Period. Yeah, short and sweet. That's one of my favorites. I'm stating what your intention is or is not. That is a perfect little beginning mm -hmm. of my, the last thing I want to do is hurt anyone's feelings or... The last thing I want to do is cause a riff in the family. The last thing I want to do is to come across crass or, you know, you can say what your fear is right. and then deliver the statement of, but that's not a decision that that we're going to go with. Or we've decided to do a different type of candle or whatever the fuck it sure. is. Okay. And the other part of that is she says complain later. That's right. Like you don't even have to do that. And that's one of the biggest indications of where you need to speak up. Those mm. things that you chronically complain about to the <laughs> wrong people right? without making any action. When you're pissed at your mom, but your partner gets the earful every time, that's likely something you need to speak up about. Right. right, if, right. It's, if it's worth complaining about, it's probably worth taking action on. It might make you feel better at the moment, but it doesn't resolve the situation. Yep. Right. That's right. And it's, it is the courageous thing to do. It is sure. 
it, it's terrifying to speak up, to learn how to speak up, especially if you've had years and years and years of being quiet. But the reason why we need to do this, and this is something I talk about with my students all the time, is when you are chronically silencing yourself, it is perpetuating that subconscious message to your mind that your wants, opinions, and needs don't matter. And that is Mm self-worth. That is self-worth. So we're not speaking up just for the fuck of it or because it's a good exercise. It's because it's directly related to feeling as though you are worthy, to enoughness, to your own intrinsic value. That's why we do it. And that's why it's so incredibly important. And it's one of the things that we focus on extensively in Deep Down and Dirty. In fact, so that if you're not aware, Deep Down and Dirty is my signature program that I teach. And I have students in there all the time who will bring me this scenario. They'll say, here's what just went down with my sister. Or here's a situation at work that I don't know how to speak up about. Or here's what just happened with my partner. Here's the patterns we get in. He says this. I say that. She says this. I say that. Whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And then we come up with a full-on fucking script. Right. Well, I do. (laughs) Because it's my favorite thing to do. I love, love, love workshopping ways to speak up for yourself. So the whole essence behind Deep Down and Dirty is to believe in your own enoughness, believe in your own worthiness, and watch how that then informs all of your relationships, how you speak up, how you can say no, how you can establish boundaries, have tough conversations, because you are already anchored into that fact of, I believe that I am enough. I believe that I'm worthy of this. I believe that me being offended matters. Mm -hmm. That I can say, hey, I do not share that opinion. Right. That I don't have to cower and hide out all the time because I am enough. And I, I love who I am and I like who I am. So I have actually put together a workshop for anyone who is interested in Deep Down and Dirty. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And you'll see a whole five-step process that you can look at of things that you need to shift in order to get through that place of self-doubt, all of the perfectionism, the people-pleasing. Because largely what we're talking about today is people-pleasing. Right. That's really what this is. It is, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to open a can of worms. I need to sweep it under the rug. All those idioms that we have that basically say, shut the fuck up and make everybody else more comfortable. (laughs) No, no. There are ways, which I'm hoping that you're seeing today, of how to be articulate without being aggressive. You can be assertive and do it with grace and kindness. Right. It's completely possible. All right. One of my other favorite things is I don't think anybody mentioned this here, but whenever anyone says something to you like you are too this or you are too that, you're too sensitive, you're too loud, you're too emotional, my favorite response for that is I do not appreciate you dismissing my emotions. That's great. I don't appreciate you discounting something that is serious to me. 
That takes uh, that that takes some courage. You're right to it, say those things, especially if you're not used to doing that. Well, and I'll tell you, the people I see women do it over and over and over again yeah. in deep down and dirty. Right. And you know, just the other day, I had a student who shared with me a scenario where she went, "Holy shit! I can't believe I did that. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself." And it's it, it's people who are just like everyone listening, who have a difficult time speaking up where it feels really scary or you grew up in a household where being a people pleaser was how you stayed safe. Right. So please, 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 if that is you, if you tend to collect personal development, but you don't actually do anything with it, like you're one of those people who did not grab a piece of paper and pen and you're like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. And you're not going to write the script <laughs> down. There's probably a reason why things aren't shifting or changing for you. So please go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. At the very end of that training, again, completely free, please have a pen and paper. You will see that there's a opportunity to book a complimentary session with a member of my team where you can discuss what you're going through and if deep down and dirty is the right fit for you. Okay. So that's the first place to start. And the link will also be in the show notes, show notes as well. Okay. Here's another one that said, when I'm at work, a coworker or a patient says something I deeply disagree with, but I feel frozen to speak up because I'm at work. Happened this morning and left me feeling like I messed up by staying quiet. Okay, one of the things that I love to say around this is declare the do-over. So when you notice these situations in your life where you're kind of kicking yourself, like, oh, I wish I would have spoken up, declare the do-over which basically highlights what do I want to do differently next time. Mm. And guess what that's going to look like? Crafting your retort, writing it out, and then rehearsing it over and over and over again and having these kind of go-to responses. For example, when somebody asks something of you and you want to say no, but you can't, you know, because you never have, a quick go-to response is how soon do you need to know? Right. Right, right, right. I'm. I don't want to say yes, and then have to back out later. So let me check my calendar. How soon do you need to know? Have some sort of go-to response for those scenarios that are tough. So if it's a situation of being offended, if you're in a workplace situation, very easily you can say, "I don't share that opinion." Like I said earlier, but right. I respect that that's yours. Yeah. Boom. That's, that's it. That's it. Have, but have it. You have to have the go-to or yeah. else it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, fumbled. oh, my God. Yeah, yes, absolutely. yes. And How's it go? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did just do that. That was amazing. All right. Here's another one. When an addict is under the influence of alcohol and not speaking logically slash trying to get argumentative, I always struggle with how to get out of the conversation while still trying to hear them out so I'm not labeled a jerk later. Okay. If somebody is under the influence, okay, yeah. this is – you've done this to me before where you're like, I think we should talk about this maybe when we haven't had drinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. When you're right, you're right. And so with these types of situations, and I've I've had clients that have had really identical situations to this. I bet. I am happy to discuss X, Y, or Z with you when you are sober. Right. When you are not using, when you are clean, whatever you want to say. I find it futile to discuss it right now, but I'm happy to talk about it with you at a later time. 
You shut that shit down. That's that's yeah. You it, you, you know. don't engage. You cannot engage. This is there's certain situations if somebody is highly inebriated because there there are some times when you can have a, a couple of drinks and you can have really great thoughtful conversations. Yeah. But then there are people where it's crossed the line and it's not feasible to have any sort of productivity come out of this conversation. <laughs> you get to shut that shit down. You don't have to take the bait and engage in the actual content. You can simply say as a broad statement, sure, I'd love to discuss this with you, but when you are sober. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yes. Seems like a lot of these are just short and sweet. Well, I think it's important to have to to have those go-to statements kind of in your back pocket. For sure. So and and I, that's what I use all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I don't share that opinion. You know, and then there are times when uh like my mom came to visit and we had some really great conversations about things that we feel very polarized on. And I had the bandwidth to do it. And I was watching my cadence and I was watching staying calm. And but you also prepared yourself for that. I did prepare. Yeah. And I also teach it. <laughs> right. But no, I'm saying even if you didn't teach it, you prepared for that. You set yourself up for success. That's right. By going through that conversation, those conversations and going, okay, here's where I get hot. How do I stay down? You know, how do I keep myself? Right. That's right. Yeah. That's absolutely right. All right, so this final one comes from another listener, and she says, when someone, a family member says, you'll change your mind and want, and, and you will want kids. Mm. Ooh. So, speaking about getting hot. Right? That's that's a hot one. And this also goes Got a for, hot mic here. People, people have all sorts of things that they want to say about, oh, you're going to want to have a girl, or you're only having one. Or don't you want to try for a boy? Like there's all sorts of shit that people say. Mm -hmm. You don't have to engage and say, no, I won't. You can say, I really don't appreciate you dismissing a decision that I have taken very seriously. I would appreciate if you didn't say that to me anymore. Right. And then they might go, oh, lighten up. Oh, loosen up. Mm -hmm. I would really appreciate it if you did not dismiss something that is really serious to me. Call people out on their shit. Right. But recognize that you don't have to get into it. Like people used to ask me all the time, why don't you want kids? And I'm like, well, why do you? (laughs) Right. First of all. But instead of actually answering a question, you can simply say, that's not something that I want to discuss. I hope you can respect that. You don't have to answer a question just because it was posed to you. That's right. And you don't have to explain yourself. That's where people get hot is when they start having to explain themselves. Right. If you just go, it's just really not something that's up for debate. That's right. That That's another thing that you can certainly say, too, of my reproductive system, my reproductive <laughs> rights are not something that are up for debate. Well, I guess they kind of are these days, yeah, unfortunately. These days they are, unfortunately. Um, but I, I think it's kind of funny. It's definitely more catty to say something like, sure, sure. you know, um, oh, should we talk about your reproductive organs while we're while we're at it? <laughs> you know, you could certainly do something snide like that. It depends yeah, on the yeah. nature of the relationship with the person. I think it's way more uh, effective to simply say, 
I really don't appreciate you dismissing a decision that I have made with the utmost confidence or a decision that I've made that is extremely serious to me. Or I find that comment offensive. You can simply tell them that comment is dismissive and offensive. Uh, now, I, I have had people that are genuinely curious. Sure. Um, and there's a difference for me. Absolutely. If people come with, I'm just curious, why, why didn't you want kids? Right. And you can still say, you know, it, it really just isn't up for debate. It's not something I want to discuss. Right. You can still say that. But when people do come with a curious energy, sure, I'm more engaged to it. Of and course. I'll explain it a little bit more, right? But if people are just like, what? You're not having kids. Then it's like, yes. It's like, you know, it's just not up for debate. That's right. That's right. You're totally, completely right. There's definitely people who are like, I would love to hear more about that yeah, perspective right. or how did you know or how did you arrive at that? Totally That's a very energy, right? different yeah, energy yeah, yeah. For, sure. for sure. But when somebody – I find this so unacceptable when people say you will change your mind. Oh, yeah. It, Suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> That's what you want to say, right? <laughs> but it's, especially with this one, um, I think you need to say I find that statement really offensive and dismissive to a decision I haven't taken lightly. I'd appreciate it if you did not say that again to me. Sometimes you have to have – you have to be very specific about do not ask me again. Don't say that in my company. I, appreci I would appreciate if you did not address that around me, mm. didn't discuss that around me. You can absolutely do that. Right. and. And don't be afraid of excusing yourself. If you are caught off guard by something, you can simply say, these are some of my favorites, wow, that really caught me off guard. I'm going to need to think about that before I give you a thoughtful response. Perfect. You can shut it down if you are caught off guard and you don't have enough time to prepare or gear up like we were talking about with my mom, like I had really prepared myself to sure. stay calm and all of those things. When someone comes at you and it's a surprise, you can certainly say, oh, I was not expecting you to say that. Or I'm a little shocked by that question. Acknowledge the being taken off guard piece. Mm -hmm. And right. then say, I would like to continue this after I've had some time to think about your question. Or I'd love to respond after I've had a little more time to think about it. So can we please table this? Yeah, that's that's completely fair. Shut it down. Shut it Don't down. feel like you have to engage right away if you if you aren't confident of how you are going to respond. All right, so there you have it. We've had a nice long episode today. I really appreciate all of you who contributed over in After Hours. And if you aren't a part of our community, please go over and join us. We have such a blast over there, thejoyjunkie.com slash club. All of the other links will be in the show notes. Please check out that workshop if you're interested in Deep Down and Dirty and you want to see if it's just the right ass kicking that you might need. <laughs> For sure. And anything else you wanted to throw in this space? Uh, really quickly, it seems like just like anything, you get the foundation pieces, yes. these little structural building blocks. And once you've established those and you start using them, you become a lot more creative, uh, a lot more yourself yep. in, in how you present those statements to people. Yep. So just start with these little blocks, start saying them, Yes. and you will come out of that, right? You're, yes. You're, your true self and how you would really explain it will come out of it 
when you do, right? You have to know the science before you do the art kind of thing. Yep. Learn the dance steps before you can really feel the music. That's right. But please, y'all, figure out one of these areas that applies to you, that you feel caught with, and you can even write these out in scenarios, like when I'm caught off guard, when I need to say no, when I'm offended, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. and write out, this is what I'm going to say, and repeat it over and over and over and over again. You have to rehearse so that something new comes out of your mouth. You've totally got it. You've got this. You deserve it. You are valuable and you are enough and you need to start acting like it. So there you have it. And if you need help, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. That's right. (laughs) All right, y'all, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Ms. and Mr. Smith, out. Out.